1: Hello and welcome to podcast Like It's 1999, the podcast where we talk about the TV of 1999, here from a sex ed class in, in 2019. I tend to trip over the ones that like, get me a little excited. Yeah. Um, <laughs> welcome back to Freaky Fridays, guys. It's yeah. Freaky Fridays, our fifth Freaky Friday, and today we have with us Bart Nickerson, a uh, television writer. Mm-hmm. Um... He partner the, of yeah. Ashley Lyle, the guest from last week. Uh, partner I, in many ways. Um, yeah. But what he said, or so we heard, is that he's no one's sidekick. He is
0: no one's sidekick. So he has, yeah. we, he has kicked her out of the studio. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because, um, I mean, Ashley's been on like 15 times now, Three, right? Like, 14. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know why I said it, but as soon as I did, I knew it was true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just like sort of how my personality has formed over the years, a series of like leaps verbally that I just have to stand behind for the rest sure, of my fair, life. Fair, fair. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. Well, we, we do that too, but we record ourselves. Yeah. So yeah. And we so don't many, edit. And, and we don't edit. I have so many contradictory <laughs> opinions on this podcast that I i, I guess I... St- I've absolutely contradicted myself. Yeah, more I stand so for so. nothing. It's great. Well, I mean... Yeah.
3: I nothing should. matters. Trump is president. That is true. Um, so here we are, episode five tests and breasts on that note let's um, go to a
1: happier time when reagan was president
3: right yeah uh i'm gonna give a synopsis just a real brief one of the episode um when mr is it kochevsky kochevsky It's Kachevsky. Okay, sorry. Threatens to force Daniel to repeat algebra for another year if he doesn't pass an upcoming test. Lindsay offers to help him study for it. Instead, Lindsay finds herself helping Daniel to cheat after Daniel manages to steal a test from the teacher's office and he asks Lindsay to help him fill in the answers. Uh, Mr. Kachevsky, suspicious of Daniel's surprisingly high grade, assesses the duo, uh, accuses the duo of cheating. When Lindsay becomes unsure of what to do, Daniel tells her that they should deny everything. Sam begins sex education class, and Daniel tries to help Sam with questions as he's been <laughs> by giving him a pornographic film. After viewing it, he's even more confused. Test and Breast was written by Bob Bickman and directed by Ken Quapis. Nick Nickman. Nickman, sorry, shit, Nickman. Sorry. Bob Nickman, uh, and directed by Ken Quapis. It aired on November sixth, nineteen ninety nine. Qu- Quapis. Ken Quapis. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Quapis.
1: Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. Nickman is right, though. It's definitely not Bickman. All right, fine. All right. Uh,
3: this was the episode that was supposed to be in the slot of, right? Of, this uh, is the K- fifth Kim episode. Kelly Kim friend.
1: Kelly. This is the episode that aired instead of Kim Kelly. Right. Um, far more problematic than Kim Kelly. You would think. More obviously problematic. This is called test and Breasts. And it's, <laughs>
3: um, so yeah, I
0: mean, there's a lot going on in this episode. <laughs> I mean, it is a serious, yeah. like, yes. seriously layered, morally complex. It's true emotionally wrenching
3: i would I, I would say that um and i mentioned this a little bit to, to bart before we got on mic but uh you know the idea of your first exposure to pornography when you're a teenage boy is a
1: a pretty important moment and you know let's hold that thought for a second okay i met bart five minutes ago uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's learn more about Bart. let's learn a little more about Bart. Bart, um where were you in 1999
0: uh 1999, I was in the greater Middletown, New Jersey area. Um, having heard the podcast, I was uh, thinking about this, trying to locate exactly where I was. So I was either still living at home or I might have been... Uh, living in this apartment in Keensburg, New Jersey.
1: Were you with Ashley at the time? No. We, did you grow up together?
0: We grew up uh, near each other, but didn't uh, know each other. Like from the same like general like Jersey Shore kind sure. of area. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, I guess is that the only
3: question? Well, I mean, I guess the question is, you know, what sort of in '99? Do you remember? Any of the things that, that sort of hit you? Movies, TV,
0: anything? Yeah, that I of? mean, like, um, I guess it's weird because this show in particular, I definitely didn't watch. I watched very little television until sort of like, I guess like the early 2000s probably okay. was where, you know, it was like Sopranos. The into Golden six Age. Feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like, this show was a big part of that. Like the DVDs, I think, were released in 2004. Yep. Um, that sounds like, right. Yeah. 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 Um, and so that's when... I found it. So 99, my, I guess like, is this right? I think my like major cultural influence was probably like talk radio. Like I was just a big Pretty talk radio. Yeah. Like, that is the first. Mean, I mean, like,
1: I went to. What talk radio shows? Because I'm from New York. So we had okay. all the same radio yeah,
0: shows. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it was like a, a mix. Let's see, like, 90s would be like. Uh, a Mike and the Mad Dog on WN. All right, so we're best friends. Is like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like a sports talk. Um, I also did go like uh, – do you remember uh, – this was political. Uh, Bob Grant, the Bob Grant show. No, I don't. Oh, my God. Like it was just – I don't even know why I was like listening. Like I think just like there was like something about like uh, the theater of him like in particular. Like he was just so hostile and it was just like – the utter disdain that he had for, like, people that called his show was, like, yeah. just—I I don't want to say I liked it, but I couldn't stop, like, uh, watching it uh, or uh, listening to it. No, 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 no. I called into Mike and in the Mad Dog. Oh, really? How did that go? <laughs> Not once. <laughs>
2: yes, yes. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, you know, I mean, not to get too deep into WFAN, but... For uh, um, Phil's benefit, right? I, called, uh, uh, I mean, and I assume for the listeners, but they, I they will things, talk about this. come
1: out on this podcast every once in a while to make me realize what a psycho I was. Because, like, <laughs> nobody else called the radio stations. I did. I So I would call the overnight a lot. So I called Joe Beningo
0: on the overnight. Oh, yeah, yeah, Bob yeah. Bob on the overnight. Yeah. like uh, Don LaGreca on
1: the overnight. Right, right,
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, there was something about the schmooze's cadence that schmooze. ju- I just, I, I, like, it was just because, like, I used to just fall asleep listening to it all the time. And, and I you, was just like, I
1: love how this guy talks. He's like, you know what he's a lot like? <laughs> Bring it back to this. It's it's like if Neil grew up and became a sports talk radio. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. That, yeah. He's got that weird. He's got confidence in how much of a,
0: a singular individual he is. Right, right. It's, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't
1: he, remember. He is, it was like some Jewish name, and they called him the Schmooze. And he had a real, schmooze? the Schmooze, right? Yeah, he yeah, a, yeah. He had a real, he had a real schmooze. like kind of yeah. laconic tone, and he 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 didn't have big opinions, but he was very no. confident in his opinions. <laughs> yeah. and it was a, it was wonderful. I love. Yeah, I, I, I would call him every once in a while, but it was mostly Benigno and Leshuz. Beningo and was,
0: I mean, like, it's, it's weird because I had forgotten about him, and now there's just this, like, explosion of, well, like, sense memory of, like, listening to him. Because, like, I mean, he was just... Did he, like, win a contest? Yeah! Like, like, <laughs> My like, man! I was going to tell that story! Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, he was just... Tell the story for me. It's amazing. It's amazing. No, I, I mean, he was just, like, he was the quintessential fan. And, like a loudmouth New York. Yeah, and just, like... Like, it, like, you hear me right now? Yeah. One and a half times bigger than me. Yeah. And 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 everything he said was wrong. Like, like yeah. just, just yeah. constantly wrong. And, like, I don't know what your frame of reference is for, like, any sport. If, I mean,
3: I have a general sense of what that's like.
0: Okay. But, like, like uh, this was a guy that I believe his day was ruined when his teams lost. And, like, he, like... And he rooted for all the teams that lose. He yeah. He was a Mets fan yes, and yeah. a Jets fan. And yeah. Yes. And, I, I mean, like... I can't imagine. Well, okay. So, there's this thing on sports talk uh, radio where it's like fit, like fans will like call in and they'll propose these trades that are like insane. Where it's just like, here's this player that we have that never gets on the field. I'm going to trade him for this like superstar and it's like, I think that the team should do this. Who and says no? Who says Yeah, no? yeah, yeah. And
3: and and like, <laughs> okay. But he, to he to what comment. end? It's just they're just
1: pitching like fantasy pitches. Well, listen to what happened with Beningo. Yeah. <laughs> because so Beningo is doing this every night, right? Like sure. every night he's calling and he becomes kind of a famous like caller. But he's he is so always Beningo. Joe Beningo. Okay. He's he's really not smart, but he has a real like warmth to him, and he really see. There's something about him that like you like. And they wind up doing like a fan gets to host uh, an oh episode God. or, or a one night of this show and he hosts it and people love it. And he goes on and does it for like – I mean I haven't been in New York in 15 years. I haven't lived in New York in 15 years. But when I left, he had his own show. Yeah. And he had a good slot. He was like the drive time – and he, he – yeah. So people he, just
3: liked the fact that he was wrong.
1: No, oh, they liked that he was New York. Like he
0: really liked. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. I, I, I mean like he just was them. And like I, I mean like probably like overstating how he was wrong all the time. Sure. Like he just had very like Homer like yes. fan okay. Okay. opinions. Was okay. just like yeah. Like for uh, some, Bernie Williams was, was is the greatest was uh, center real. fielder of all time. Okay. And, and for some, like,
1: some oh, reason like in New York, the, the radio – like in every other city I've ever been to, the announcers and talk talk radio hosts are huge homers. In New York, they're not. No, no, yeah. In New York, it's kind of it's kind of shameful to be a homer. Like the Mets guys are just tell it by the book and the Yankees guys are a little more homer but tell it by the book. And Mike and the Mad Dog, like Mike's a little bit of a Yankee fan, but not really, whatever. It was great to have someone just, come out and just say, this is where I plant my flag and I fucking live and die with this shit. And I'm you guys. All right, let's talk about Freaks and Geals.
3: Um, <laughs> but there is a, there is a uh, That's a, what I go for a, when there's we a ask these connection question. here, which is Coach Fredericks. Yep. Yeah. Uh, who is uh, teaching sex ed by literally reading out of a textbook.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, a-, a man who may or may not have ever had sex. <laughs> I don't know about like, that. It seems like a charming guy. It's Well, it's funny that they always, they always hand that over to the gym teachers. Yeah, why is that? It's like the least sen- sensitive people in the school <laughs> have to do the most sensitive thing. I don't know. Absolutely. If it's the worst. Maybe because like, they know about bodies? Give
0: it to a science teacher. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, is or it that nur- – The nurse would do it sometimes. Yeah, bodies, is it that they're the most – well, I don't know if my gym teachers did our sex ed stuff. Mine, mine did. Really? Yep, yeah, yeah Boyd. Boner Boyd. Yeah, no, no, I'm kidding. From previous episodes. It doesn't matter. No.
1: Um, I don't even want to say my my teacher's names, but um, yeah, it was definitely the gym teachers who did it for
0: us.
3: So yeah. you don't know who your sex ed teacher was? No,
0: I mean, I think, I mean, like, I feel like mine was in uh, middle school. In uh, middle school, we had, a, we had a health class. Yes, yes. And the yes. health teacher did it. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I had that too. It was too. a whole class.
3: I will say, it's interesting how, um, generally speaking, it feels like this sex ed class is a one and done.
1: Like, yeah,
3: and if ever there was a subject that needs more than just an hour to discuss it, this would be it.
1: Yeah, their whole podcast <laughs> devoted to it. But it's
3: just <laughs> it's crazy to me <laughs> that you know, and they wonder why people don't have any idea as to what the hell's going on. They rush through it. They just want to just tell you the basics and hope that it that we don't have to talk about it anymore because it's too awkward. It's just amazing to me. Um, but he uh, the coach humiliates Sam. Yeah, calls him in front of the class. Calls him Doctor Love,
0: <laughs> um, which is also just like a great starting point for his little like mini arc. Absolutely, in the episode where like he's then revealed as like the most sensitive gym teacher. <laughs> I thought yeah. that when
3: this That's, happened. I was like, this is kind of a dick move. This yeah. is a shitty thing to do to a kid. Yeah, really yeah. and and is end,
1: a dick move though. But
3: he, I, I, but he also kind of he protects him a little bit up there. Yeah. Like one of the kids starts, and he kind of he doesn't totally. Throw this kid to the wolves. I guess is what I'm getting at, Um, but it's still a dick move.
1: Yeah, this is. I mean, to me, it's been kind of a recurring theme, which is like life happens to Sam more than anyone else. Like this is one of those episodes where Sam wasn't doing anything. Yeah, it was Neil and and, uh, Bill Bill. who were kind of talking, making jokes, and Sam was saying "shut up." And Sam was when he got hung out to dry, which upsets me. Like I hate that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But But
0: I get also. I, I mean, like it was something that in particular resonated with me because like i feel like i have been cursed with this voice that carried sure and so like i so like i was in that position a million times where it was like i was just one of a group of people doing something and it's just like oh well that's bart's voice like Uh you're in trouble for this yeah so yeah
3: yeah yeah, they're they're like cracking jokes about alien and shit like that, right? Because they're looking at the picture of the female genitals, reproductive
1: system. That yeah. does look like an alien. I mean, yeah, and yeah, like I treat it like an alien.
3: So the so uh, <laughs> so, Jesus, so oh. the coach gets up there, uh, gets him up there, and says where the you know, he asks him where the ovaries are, or where the vagina. Is. Like it just it just and he doesn't yeah. have any idea. He's just poor guy doesn't even know there. where the vagina is. He has nowhere. I mean, here's an easy one.
1: Yeah, he says. Yeah. <laughs> knows such this.
3: A, it's it's yeah. a dick thing, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. So so yeah. that happens, um, and then James Franco. How does I'm trying to remember the, the machinations of how he becomes part of the story with Lindsay? Are they in the same class? I can't. I honestly, I'm sorry. I should know this, but uh, I'm trying to see um, where. Uh, Sam runs into Daniel, who's over at right.
0: Okay, Daniel's so, at the Weir House. Th- trying, they're to get, not
1: in the same class because Lindsay says she took trig. Right, or she's, right. Helping, she trig she's helping He's just here.
0: doing badly. Yes, yes, in the class. Yeah, and she
3: says she's going to help tutor him. And Kachestsky basically
1: says like it's how you know it's really funny. You don't know algebra, you're going to have to like learn it again next year when you get help right. back. Right. So I think he is like gen- genuinely nervous about that. right, and he knows that Lindsay's smart.
0: Right.
3: So she's so – no, she's a mathlete. She's a mathlete. And an easy mark. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. she has feelings for Daniel. Which I wonder if he's attuned to. Do we think that he knows she's into him? Yes.
0: You do. I don't – I mean I don't know that he like knows it, knows it. But I think – and like I think it's one of the things that's really interesting about this episode is like it plays the caginess of like a manipulator where it's like – Even if he doesn't like fully work out all these moves, it's like he has this like sense of like how to maneuver and like where to put himself.
3: Yeah, I mean I think there's – I agree with that 100 percent and I also feel like he – so he's got his sob story, right? Mm -hmm. That his go-to that clearly he uses a lot and he uses it on Lindsay – not because i think he thinks she's into him but because he knows it works like i don't know that that he's even cognizant totally of the fact that she likes him
0: oh yeah no um I, yeah i mean i think i think that's correct but i think that part of i mean i don't know if this is you know all there but like just as like a general point with like characters that he is sort of like sort of like invoking like i think it's that he just is getting, like, the feedback of this is a person who will do what I want. He's not thinking about of, like, where that's coming from. It just is.
1: Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I think I think over the course of the first five episodes, his actions do kind of portray someone who doesn't quite realize what his little gestures mean
0: for her. That that I no. 100% well, agree with. And also, I mean, one thing that is interesting about his performance in this episode – it's also that, I mean, it's the, fr- like, it's the most, like, grounded thing. Like, because over the first four, like, I I had this theory that either he made the choice or, like, a director came up to him and was like, okay, your character knows you're in a TV show. But you're the right. only one that knows. Like, everything is, like, thrown away or, plain like, played behind. And he's, like, so squinty and odd. It's just, like what is i mean and like i mean uh, there's a lot of that in the show over the first couple is like it's just that weird thing of like i love this but i don't know why anyone else does (laughs) like it's like Mm -hmm. some of the performances are so strange Uh but in a great way and like i mean i'm glad that other people like it but uh, seth rogan like yeah what a weird delivery and it's the best. But it's like yeah. I mean, it's like what is happening? Can we You're talk like about that thing you just people. said that I've
1: that 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 I've felt my entire life and I've never been able to express like that? The I love this, but I don't know why anyone else would. Yeah. That's almost every movie I like. Right. Like love. Like love, right? Even I'll like tell John Malkovich. It's like I cannot believe other people are seeing what I'm seeing in this. Right. Like yeah. this is like like like, like like having puppetry be yeah. a major part of this, like that's yeah, for right. me, but not for you motherfuckers. <laughs>
0: like right. you can't possibly be no, as, yeah. as tickled yeah. by
1: this as I am. Yeah. But everyone is. That's what it's we were exactly. talking about with David to some yeah. extent. We were talking about like how important specificity is and how it's best, how universality is actually kind of born out of specificity, not born out of generalizations. Right. Uh, and the, the specificity of Seth Rogen's character, it's way more important I think when writing a character – To have it be – have that character be modeled after one person you've met in your life. Sure. As opposed to have them be kind of like 50 people
0: you've met. Right, right. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah, it's uh, – it's –
3: also in the casting though because you said it best like there's something strange about Seth Rogen's delivery. Um, But – it's so interesting and it again is so
1: specific and then you find he yourself so consistent in this show too yeah it's a yeah, hard yeah. fucking tone no, yeah. <laughs> to maintain <laughs> yeah. through all of these fucking different yeah. kinds of scenes yeah. i'm impressed i yeah. think
3: see the writers acknowledge these traits and write to them is also a talent because a lot of writers want to write what they want to write and they want the actors to do that but you have to be able to sort it's a symbiosis and they do it and they do a great job on the show i think Um, so James Franco bumps into Sam at the house while Lindsay's helping him study and Sam is, is confused by sex education. Um, so, uh, Daniel gives him a porno.
1: What were your guys' experience with sex education?
0: Uh, do you mean like the sort of like. In school, or do you mean like the birds and the bees talk?
1: No, you more like in school. Like I think that's a, like that's the, a pretty specific a experience.
0: Yeah,
3: I I mean I knew most of it. I oh. think to a certain degree. Humble brag. Well, my parents had taken had had the birds and bees conversation with me when I was relatively young. Can uh, I ask you
1: how old? Because I think I'm I'm coming up on that. Yeah, I think I was
3: I think I was ten or eleven.
1: All right. So how old are you in fourth grade?
3: Yeah, that's around. Yeah, I think it was
0: like third or fourth grade for me. So,
3: like, I was, you know, I had the conversation. I I read a book with my parents. Where do you come from? And it explains the whole thing. And it was weird. Um, And I was, I was uncomfortable in the conversation because some of it I had gleaned. And I knew that I didn't want to be having this conversation with them, but it was what it was. So when health class, you know, sex ed came around, there was stuff I didn't know. Obviously, there's a lot more detail in that than you get from the conversation with your parents. But uh, it, it, I wasn't blindsided by it, I guess. Whereas I think some kids are. Right. Um, And then there's the obvious like chuckles and weirdness, and everyone's like all awkward,
1: and kids, you know, it's all like goofy and silly. I don't know how you're. I distinctly remember.  … that I did not know how the baby came out of the woman. Okay, Uh, That was not – You knew how it grew in the woman? I knew how it got there. (laughs) okay. (laughs) Um, Because I always like assumed that – I always assumed that some part of the man had to get inside of the woman. Sure. Right? I didn't know how that happened. But when my dad explained it to me, I'm like, all right, that makes perfect sense. But I didn't know how the, how it came out. Yeah. It, I never figured that out. I always kind of assumed like I I remember distinctly having this image of like a genie coming out of a lamp, but coming out of the belly button. Because I didn't I know what that. I didn't know what the belly button was for. That's amazing. You know, it's got to be for something, or else it wouldn't be on the body. So when it wasn't until health class that I was that that. So it, your mind was blown. I was like, no, it's just Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking way! Steve's coming out of your ears. Yeah, and like, fortunately, like, yeah, not to get too personal. Like, my wife's had. Um, You're good c- at it. See, I mean, four kids. I'm good at getting personal. Yeah, uh, and that too. My wife has had C sections, uh, which we can explain very easily. Uh-oh. So I haven't had to do
0: much explaining. Interesting. In that. Yeah, you're yes. gonna you're
1: gonna have to do that relatively soon in the next couple of years. Pretty soon. Pretty yeah. soon. Yeah.
3: Do you remember yours, Bart?
0: Yeah. I well, I mean, there's like a bunch of uh, memories like uh, flooding in now. It, like one is that <laughs> I wonder actually how many kids I accidentally set up for the kill. So I <laughs> got uh, go on. So like I got my talk in the fourth grade, which I think all things considered, it went pretty well. I guess I'll be very brief. Um, I guess, like, my first – I I kind of remember in the fourth grade, one night I had this dream about uh, a girl that was a year ahead of me that, like, uh, returned my bike to me, in, like, in this dream. And then, like, I think I was, like, in love with her after that, but didn't know – it was just, like – The dream just incepted it, you? Yeah, and, like, like it was, like – I can't believe someone else has had that happen to them. It like, I mean, it like uh, where you
1: fall in love with some girl, you know, in a
0: dream and you just, yeah, you're like, and, Oh my God, I'm in love with this person. Yeah. yeah. And like it hurt and was, I mean, it yeah. was like ruining me. Well, cause and then, your life in the dream was so great. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Get. Yeah. Yeah. And so for some reason, uh, uh, my dad took this as his cue to sort of like inform me about okay. the gritty reality, <laughs> Jesus. um, just to really, yeah, twist the knife. I guess I, he's doing his best. Um, <laughs> and, so, I mean, all things considered, I think he did great. It, it, um, it was a car ride, which okay, was gr- like I think made all the difference in the world because I didn't. You could focus. Yeah, on Yeah, it right. was just like straight oh, ahead. Look yeah. at it's just yeah, and so then that yeah. The so, box. but then and and so like I kind of remember like the last thing he said was now you don't need to like you know go tell everybody that you know how it works. But I, of like, course secret. I did. And, and and so then it was just like instantly like me being like, hey, do you want to know how sex works? And then me giving <laughs> what I kind of remembered and then just improvising the rest of it. So I can't – so like it's only occurring to me now yeah. that like there's probably kids in health class with these ideas that I gave them. I feel That's that. Like, I like, like that you yeah. improvise. I feel oh, that filling, oh. in the brain, yeah. I,
1: filling in the blanks. Yeah. I would have done the same thing. 100%. <laughs> yeah, but yours
0: would have been like a genie
3: situation.
1: Yeah. No, I mean who knows what I would have done.
3: I mean I think that – I, I will say this. Um, my parents on both sides, because my parents were separated when I was quite young, were both pretty open about stuff. You know, my mom showed me movies, you know, R-rated movies when I was a kid and like and, and not in a bad way, but like she just was like, whatever. So that that kind of devil may care attitude towards sex uh might have made all of this stuff less kind of Weird for me, I guess, on some level. But I'll also say, and and, and I alluded to it earlier on, but like that fr- – I remember watching Basic Instinct with a bunch of friends and thinking to myself, I don't want to be here watching this with them. So when they watched the porno in this, I fully understood where Sam was coming from. Now, I wasn't as – I mean Sam is – fucked up by that movie like it really messes with him um, I just didn't feel like I wanted this to be a community experience you why was I mean?
1: that a community I, could, I don't know I, we did it too we're like we would get together and watch my parents I don't want to give too much away Sure, we paid for the channels so we had the channels. <laughs> so I had to watch it through the scramble. We didn't have to watch through the scramble. So Playboy and Spice were always on at my house and we um we got all the channels. We, so my my friends would come over and we watched that, but I I I don't know why that was like a thing that like we would like that would have been if it weren't my house, that would have been boundary enough yeah. for me to not go over there knowing that I'd have to watch it with my friends. I think it was so contraband. Like, I yeah, think that so it was contraband. so
3: contraband That's that you right. were just like, any opportunity that I can get to see a naked woman in any capacity, I'm going to seize it. But yeah. then you're sitting there with a bunch of your friends, and you're just like, I don't want to be here with
0: my friends. No, yeah, I, I, mean, like, I mean, like, I know it was a thing, and I guess it's just different people's, like, comfort levels, the sort of, yeah, like, I don't know. I mean... Yeah, I couldn't. hit I mean, like I couldn't even. I mean, like <laughs> oh. n- like uh, not even close. I, I, yeah. I mean, like I was sort of like behind everybody. Also, in terms of like all the grades are. Yeah. Well, no. But, like just like in terms of oh yeah. You I, mean in terms of like yeah okay yeah I get
1: that yeah yeah in terms of what it's a puberty right Maybe? yeah 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 yeah, late yeah. Boomer, all that. yeah 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 super late yeah, yeah. I
0: don't yeah I. I
1: I don't
3: know. I I don't know where I fell in the hierarchy. Like I didn't feel like I was particularly late, but I also didn't feel like I was. A, there were kids that were advanced, and I was not in that group either. Mm-hmm. So I think I was just kind of average, somewhere in the middle. But it's just it it's this episode hit me on that level in a big way because it felt like. I, it's a weird rite of passage. It's so strange. And admittedly, I think it's probably gone now. I mean, the internet has eradicated that. So kids are just watching yeah. porn whenever they
1: want. Yeah.
3: So it's just like, that's a it's good gone thing. now.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the only good thing I can think of that's come out of the internet. But um, I guess it's
3: it's just, I will say the one thing that that uh, is odd is that some sites, you can share links, like send them, share it with a friend. Is that a thing? I don't understand it. Wouldn't, but it's... Wouldn't know.
0: I don't know. Don't watch more. It doesn't matter.
3: Uh, long story short, this did sort of tap into an interesting teenage boy thing, which also makes me think about the fact that this show is primarily written by men. Um, in fact, I don't know if they had any... They had two female, two female ra- writers. Two, two female writers. Two female writers. One female director from... So this felt very boys Yeah, two
1: me. female writers, uh, Patty Lynn, Rebecca Kirshner, who... Is that name sounds familiar? Yeah, she she did um, – Was it Gossip Girl? The Girls 90210 that? reboot. Right, she right, did, right. and actually um, she's done a lot of good stuff. She did yeah. Buffy. She did a lot of Gilmore Girls. But yeah, the 90210 reboot she created. Um well, there
3: you go. So e- either way, it just – this was of, of – of, I would say of all the storylines up until this point on the series, this one felt the most boys, boys, boys. Because I don't know how it—I don't know how it works for girls, teenage girls, in terms of that sort of stuff. My guess is they're not watching porn, <laughs> um, or or those type of things. So most
1: aren't. The other interesting thing, the, from a contra- contraband contraband mm-hmm. standpoint, is the the length you have to go to watch a real reel <laughs> yes film yes um it really speaks to just you know what men boys are willing to do to oh, watch the lengths. naked the lengths they'll go to. it's crazy i mean the idea in the boogie nights days are literally going to theaters yeah
3: like yeah come on which is crazy i guess it happened i guess it happened um i also and i mentioned this on our uh, when we talked about it a little bit on the pilot but uh that bag that daniel gives him the porno in is the grossest bag like you're like <laughs> nothing good is in this bag right. <laughs> <laughs> like but it's it's amazing uh, he, even just the way he says, like, don't open it here. She's like, what is in this bag? It's, 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 it's amazing. Um, I also kind of love how naive Lindsay is about Daniel. There's a, a bit studying about this idea that, like, Daniel's on the up and up. Right, right, right. And that, yeah, yeah, no, she's going to help him a little bit. And then she's going to send it, like he's just training. She's going to send him on his way and everything's going to be fine, which I think does speak to the arc within this episode and the disillusionment in his character kind of moving forward. Shortly thereafter. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because it does feel like you don't hate the guy. But at the end of the episode. You
0: don't trust the guy. You
1: don't trust
3: him anymore. And
0: she's laughing at at track three. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, and it's definitely, I guess, clearly a big moment for her character. And just like a quick question is Mm -hmm. that laugh that she had, like that. That looked like it just happened. I, I mean, like I don't know what the end of the episode could have been. So, like, I'm I'm sure that like the laugh was scripted, but it did have like the sort of like propulsive feel yeah. of just like she started laughing and and then because there's like a because there's like a saliva spit there's take weird, in it, which is perfect. She's an, which is so
1: she's perfect. an incredible laugh. We touched yeah, that in the, she's one of the great on camera oh, laughers. I mean, yeah. it's, it,
0: I mean yeah. it is just it, it and like it is just <laughs> such an insanely perfect. Like like I feel like there is like. Something deep in my DNA about how I feel about the world that is like perfectly summed up in that scene where it's like, you know, the math teacher, the Vietnam vet who has seen the most, <laughs> I mean, he knows what's happening yeah. from word go. Yeah. And it's just like, but then he has to like make up this lie in order that like sort of taints the entire thing and the like naive dreamer of. And it all comes crashing together. And, and it's parents,
3: like – The parents in the background. Yeah.
0: And it's like, what the fuck do you do? <laughs> so you don't funny. do anything. You just spit on yourself and laugh hysterically. Like it that's all – And like, then Dan would be like, be cool, man. Be cool. <laughs>
1: yeah, so so – <laughs> f- <laughs> f- Frankl- There's something about Franco's performance in the shop. Like the yes. – when, when he delivers that
2: Very track, well acted. that's –
1: it's so good because it's yes. just on that little razor's edge mm-hmm. between believable and not believable. Between is he like putting it on or not putting it on. I mean – And like – Sorry, bro. Just to like – It's so good that it makes you think like, OK, is he just a really bad actor <laughs> delivering a sincere monologue or is he a really good actor delivering an insincere monologue against the, the latter, 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 latter? Which is like
0: incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. No. I mean like that – For me, is the James Franco question? It's because I mean, like, (laughs) I mean, overarching question of yeah, yeah, and and like especially in this because like yeah, I mean, like it's not it's not a human performance like at any on any level, but it is insanely captivating. And so like it's just it's, it's walking
3: is, this razor's edge. I don't under, I don't I truth as I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, like
1: fuck, this guy's really good. You gotta give him credit for it. Like that's hard, it's, it's and yeah. that's a funny thing with we were talking with Ashley about it's funny that he's out of this cast, he's the guy who got nominated for Oscars. Or just one, right? One. He got nominated for an Oscar. Two. 127 Hours. That's the one I'm thinking of. Oh, did he not? You're right. He didn't get nominated for uh, yeah. Disaster, disaster artist. Artist. So he's the one who got Sorry. nominated for an Oscar. I don't think anyone else in this cast actually has gotten nominated for an Oscar. He's also had a lot of other, like, mm-hmm. lauded performances. Like, sure. Tommy Wiseau, he was really good. In, he was very And good. that was weird timing for him. Um, bad time, whatever. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, ellipses, ellipses. <laughs> but – um we t- him and, and and Jared Leto in uh, my so called life is obviously the one out of that cast got nominated for Oscars. Claire Danes amazingly has Winter. never been yeah won an Oscar. She's never been nominated. Um, yeah, those performances when pulled off are the hardest things to do. It's super fucking hard to make an object of desire to make a cool guy also compelling. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think it really speaks to certainly Franco, but Leto to that Leto as well. Yeah. Um, the the level of actor they are,
3: the level absolutely. I, I think it also is a testament. You know, you can't take anything away from the writing and the directing as well of of just sort of knowing the dials of that actor yeah. and being able to sort of tap into certain things. Um, you know, I, I, I've being able to sort of see a real ability that maybe they don't, because this is early in, in Franco's career and 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 early in, in Leto's as well. And, and there's just something sort of I've been on sets. I'm sure we've all been on sets with actors that that are that don't know how good they are, or don't know that they have a gear or something like that. And that stuff is obviously explored through both of those performances. But um,
1: I'm always I'm, this is this might be lame. I'm always surprised how good the actors are on set. I'm I, always impressed.
0: It is. Yeah, I yeah. think that's fair. Yeah, I, like it is crazy to watch. I mean, like I think it's a little bit like. Um, Sorry I have to talk about sports again, but it's like if you ever like knew anybody that even like rode the bench on like a right. college team and then you see them do something, it's like, oh, like this person was the best at what they did in their town. And so like yeah. even just like an actor, like in a small part, like you have to be so good to just get on camera at all that it's like, wow. Like
3: I would also say and what made me think is that you say in camera. I've been on sets. I'm sure we all have been on sets where you're sitting at Video Village and you buy it on the screen. But if you turn your head and you try to just watch it, you're like it's its just not there. There's something about how it
0: actually reads on a camera mm-hmm. that also changes things dramatically. Well, uh, that almost seems to be sort of like a feature of different actors because I've also had the opposite experience yep. Yep. where it's like you feel it yeah. uh, uh, looking at it. Yes. But then like it doesn't quite I read on screen. Totally yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah where where
1: it's not really until you're in the edit where you're like <sighs> – <laughs> yeah yeah I yeah. didn't get it yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I,
3: I think that so what, one of the things that I love and you alluded it to a little bit is uh, how much the, the porno fucked up Sam so much that um, Mr. or Coach Fredericks yeah. recognizes Biff recognizes that something's up um, and sort of takes him aside and they have one of the best scenes I think on this show which is, you don't hear what they're saying, but you know that he's making him feel better about sex. And in, in truth, like what was actually happening is Thomas Wilson was telling him a whole bunch of dirty jokes. And <laughs> all that laughter is real. And it's a 14 year old kid, you know, and a 40 year old man. And he's just telling him a whole bunch of like inappropriate things and he's just loving
1: everything about it. And you feel it. It's just, it's just, it's, it's just great. Let's talk about that scene. Yeah. Um, that scene does not get written or shot today. Um, <laughs> the scene with the you know. never. You can't. And I'm not saying any, I'm not like casting aspersions on what happened. Mm-hmm. You can't get that scene past the writers' room anymore. Um, I just think that the moment you say 40 year old gym teacher, fourteen year old student in a room alone," sure, sure. you move on. Sure, sure. And it's even and so watching now. Thomas Wilson's knees are really close to Sam's knees. He's wearing shorts. He closes the door. He's about to talk to him about sex. Oh, that's interesting. It's super yeah. hard to divorce yourself from a 2019 mindset. Not in, You're not even getting into a 1999 mindset. You're getting into a 1980 mindset. And I like – I'm with you. Like I, I'm with you. Like I do believe in a world where the great majority of people in that situation are good people and genuinely sure. want sure. to help children like understand their bodies and understand how to be confident, whatever. But it is a little bit of a weird scene for me now. Like I'll tell you what. If Rollins came – if my son came home and said – me and gym teacher, this is seven years, sat in his office for True. an hour and he told me about sex – is there a parent who wouldn't call the school at that point? Like, is the, the, is there a parent yeah, who wouldn't I mean, call the school? I guess I did, yeah. I did,
3: it didn't occur to me, and I'm not, and I don't, I don't mean to say that what you're saying, you're saying is absolutely accurate. I wonder if it's that you're a parent. Yeah, maybe, maybe because I, I, and that's not to say I now mean, that you're saying it, I'm like, yeah, no, but it's not weird.
1: even that I'm sitting here and saying anything that happened was inappropriate. Yeah, yeah no, I know. Like, right. I'm a pretty trusting guy, and yeah. like, if Thomas Wilson was my kid's gym teacher and i had met him and he said, look. He had, a, we had some questions, sure. and I told him the answers, and that's my job as a teacher. I would move past it, um, but so many parents would not. No, I get that. I get so.
0: that. Yeah, no, yeah. And I mean, as not a parent also, like, that didn't even occur to me. And so it just – just proves that my like, kids ruin everything. You <laughs> can't, can't just obvious takeaway.
1: You don't even know that happened.
3: <laughs> um, I, I also really enjoyed uh, Mr. Rosso's story
1: about the friend. I think Mr. Rosso. We haven't spoken about him once this podcast in a little depth.
0: Maybe now it's the We've time. Talk, yeah, we can do it. Yeah, I uh, was afraid because I was like, all I'm coming in here with is Rosso. Oh, job. let's talk. Uh, <laughs> and let's, let's talk unpack Rosso. Yeah. Let's do it. I mean, I just I love the story. Basically,
3: the story he tells is how he narked on his friend. Essentially, and he beat the crap out of him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't nark on his friend, right? He just. He just stopped helping him cheat. Oh uh, well, okay. And got then, then the shit <laughs> like, Yeah. No, I mean, like, like, I mean, like. I guess on – upon uh, a rewatch, the two characters that just are really like <laughs> popping for me are Rosso and Millie where I'm <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> just like these are two people who know who they are and are trying to like meet the world on its terms and, it. just, uh-huh. and just and – just, and just, like, like they're trying to be happy. Yeah. Like as where like the rest of these characters are like world, make me happy. <laughs> like I want stuff. They're like I'm going to bring the nice yeah. things to the world. I'm, I would say Harris is also kind of he kind of gets it. He's got his path. I
1: th- yeah, I, mean, I think like Harris is kind of an obvious hero of this show, <laughs> um, and there are a few <laughs> other like obvious heroes of this show. Sure. I think even like Joe Flaherty's kind of an obvious hero of this yep. show. I always felt like people looked at Rosso's character and they're like. <sighs> that's kind of a wet blanket like the long hair thing like we have seen. no he is so fucking good and funny and real and like the 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 line he walks between i'm your buddy i'm the boss it's it's proto michael scott
3: yeah yeah you know
1: like i think there's something fucking awesome about this character that's That's not just like i always got the sense that people were like you know the show would be like
3: a pure hundred if
1: Rosso wasn't
3: in it no way dude <laughs> Rosso makes it a hundred
1: I think Rosso makes it a hundred and one yeah. and I think you know what I think part of it is this is such a stupid Bill Simmons-y fucking theory that his nickname is Gruber <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh that's right on the, the real
1: life nickname they put a uh, they throw a nickname in there and this is I don't even yeah, know because yeah. then I feel like I'm like on the outside of an inside joke and I don't like that <laughs> he's great he feels he
3: feels really genuine he does feel like a guy who's actually really trying to connect with these kids um, the actor's amazing.
0: Yeah. Uh, he does a uh, he does a commentary on this oh, really? episode on the DVD. It's him, the oh, math awesome. teacher, yeah. and uh, the gym teacher do, like, a commentary in character. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> uh, I have to <laughs> go which, home and listen to that yeah. ASAP. Which was also just, like, a Pretty really, funny. like, fun, weird thing because, like, uh, for some reason— uh, this was hard to watch, like it, uh, like a uh, freaks and geeks. It's been pulled from streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I think it's gonna but land it,
1: but it is on Daily Motion every episode.
0: Yeah, with sure. like 800 commercials. With it's, commercials, yeah. that's true. Right. So, Phil was gracious enough uh, to loan us the DVDs, and I don't think I've interacted with a DVD <laughs> in like a very long time. <laughs> yeah. So just like, oh yeah, like DVD extras and commentaries, which used to be such like an important part of my life, and like the DVD screen. Like, just all, like, again, like, all this, like... Menus? S- yeah, yeah, like, just this, like, a sense memory of, like, God, like, those things used to end up just, like, on in my house for an hour. Oh, I know! Yeah. Two hours, yeah. and it's just, like, why am I being driven insane? Oh, because I've been listening to the same eight notes and, like, two <laughs> drops of dialogue for uh, two and a half hours. <laughs> the I re- the Veronica
1: just... Mars... The <laughs> Veronica Mars DVD screen, it yeah. doesn't have uh, the theme song. It doesn't have a long time ago. It has a different theme that I've listened to a 100 toast. hours of my life right. yeah.
3: I remember and it might have been in 99 or probably in 2000 I'm not sure uh, I was watching the Fight Club uh, DVD nice and I fell asleep and it went to the menu and I don't even remember the menu for the Fight Club but it was the Tyler Durden laugh it was just like ha and I fell asleep and it invaded my dreams it gave me nightmares I remember waking up just like I couldn't shake that laughter but yeah, menus, man. It was like a thirty second thing and just looped. Yeah, it's just amazing. Um, but did so you did you listen to that commentary track or a little bit of it? Or? I,
0: yeah, I listened to a little bit of it and then I like fast forwarded. You know, I mean, that's it. Is this that's it? But it starts with his laughter. But yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. No. I mean, you know, I mean, like commentaries. You know, I'm sure they're all like really funny guys. Um, sure. I, How much know, of that are you gonna? Listen yeah. To? Like, yeah. I mean, like, well, like, like I did like. Sort of like I want, like for some reason, I wanted to hear their commentary in character over the last scene. Huh? So I was like uh, fast forwarding through, and then like I came to like the middle, and I think they had gotten like deep into this bit about one of them like moving to Hawaii and all like their <laughs> Hawaii, print. yeah. And I mean, it was just like <laughs> they like, clearly don't had work, some sort work. of like, yeah. like 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 Harold just like exploding sure, sure, sure. And, like, through this commentary. It's like you guys aren't going to talk about the scene. No, like, you're, you're, you're not going to get into You're this just thing. into your thing. <laughs> <laughs> about, like, retiring to Hawaii
3: um yeah I mean I, I think I think that and we talked about this a little bit in a previous episode but the 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 cast and the characters is so expansive um, I, I likened it a little bit to Springfield like that that every character just feels so well drawn that it just makes you feel like everyone is just so real it's just it's just it's just great stuff um, even when they're just walking through the halls like again a lot of it is obviously casting a background and and costumes and all that sort of stuff but it just it just feels so lived in um and 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 rosso feels like a character or a teacher that i would have had you know i had a teacher i remember i think it was in grade six uh who just really wanted to be our friend but also wanted to be our authority figure and that's it's a hard line to walk
1: um great great when they can do it though sure it's rare we had a teacher named mr otto uh-huh. He was a science teacher. He's also the the soccer coach, and he really pulled it off. Really, yeah. He like super respected, but also just like a great guy. And yeah, when I mean, you can pull it off, those are the, those are like the number one I teachers. Had, I
3: had a science teacher whose name it kills me that I can't remember her name. She was exactly what you said. She was super cool, and at the same time, though, you you didn't you were kind of scared of her at the same time. Yeah, like she was a little you know walked that line, and she had a tattoo on her scalp. And she would like part her hair so we could see this this really elaborate like skull tattoo that she had on her scalp. It was crazy. Wow, that's
1: cool. It was really. Cool. I wish you could remember her name so I could Google.
3: It. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it was crazy. I just remember like it's it's stuff like that it stays with
0: you in your high school. Not her name. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. you like, well, I've seen a tattoo on a scalp of a skull, and yeah, you know. maybe
1: it was just her skull.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it might have been. I don't know. Who knows? Were there? So, are there other characters that that sort of jump out at you? That you, I mean, or Millie and 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 and
0: Rosso are just yeah. Like, I mean, right I, I mean, like, I mean, uh, they are all great. It's you know, it's a great show. Um, uh, Millie and Rosso on like a, uh, a rewatch were characters that I make like uh, maybe just sort of like dismissed a little bit in my head. Um, but like they're all like just very enjoyable. One thing that I do want to like run mm-hmm. by you guys though, because like I know, are you doing all the episodes? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like it's going to be very competitive to like cut above the din with your takes. No, you should. This is if you're doing, all, is, you if mean, you're doing dude, all of you them, you should go for it. Who knows? It might be you right. Can, you can probably beat Akel, though. Do you think? <laughs> I I don't know if I believe this, but there is a part of me that thinks the show does not hold up. I want to stress <laughs> that I loved this episode okay i loved doing this this was really fun but (laughs) i feel like you're breaking up with us i know but (laughs) there were it's like i don't it's like i mean i i guess i don't know what it means for a show to hold up but there's just so much of this show like the first like half of it like the shoe leather of like sneaking into the test that that weird sort of like teaser when uh, he spits the soda on her and it's just mm-hmm. like, w- what are we doing for the first half of this episode? Yeah. And like I don't think it's like like the show's fault. Like I think it was just like a different time in television. But, but it I, feels like the rhythm of it. When you when you say this show doesn't hold up, are you talking about the episode or Freaks and Geeks? I think the show may be – again – Freaks like, and Geeks. Yeah. Okay. I mean – I love this take. I mm. I, lo- I love that you came with a strong takes, a true WFAN li- – Listen to show. Then they know tapped me on the shoulder well, and was like, "If you are going to get your own show, <laughs> you've got to come it.
3: in." Yeah, I think that you are tapping into something that I do think is uh, completely valid. I'm We're, happy
1: someone came on and said this because you and I haven't really grappled with the, this this possibility.
3: I think that this show struggles with a push and pull of broadcast and wanting to not be a
1: broadcast show. I think that don't think that's fair. Okay. There was no such thing as a non-broadcasted show. broadcast well, show. I,
3: no, I know, and, and I'm not suggesting that they had an aspiration of something outside of broadcast. I'm speaking to the idea to the the shackles, if you will, of broadcast television. I think that this show is pushing itself, and some of those things that you're talking about. There's a lot of scenes, and we talked about this in the pilot. We're just like, why is this scene here? Right. Yeah. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. That's one of the things that I that I love about it. But I can understand how that mixed with clear nbc protocol of like what's the person's goal for each week makes for a a somewhat jarring experience
0: right like and like i'm not saying this as like a criticism of the show i mean like i mean i think this is a great show i think it's probably an important show i I mean because like check my math on this but like this is pre uh uh, like uh, a single camera a sitcom which like i think that like just as a concept the idea of like of being funny in this sort of like yeah. quieter spaces That's like a good question, though. like it obviously sense. comes through like the simpsons what, and what are you i mean what specifically are you
1: saying like it's before single cam sitcoms
0: um i'm saying that this show probably uh, like i guess what i'm trying to it's, do is express the debt that like they television existed. the first single cam is happy days
1: sure and then you know well, uh, it, really that
0: counts uh, but uh, but that it, had a laugh track. It, it right? had a laugh track. But, yes, right. I but, but
1: I would also say in the you know in the 90s you had shows like Wonder Years. You had Doogie Howser. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You those had were f- hour longs, right? No, they were half hours. Wonder Years and Doogie Howser. Are, yeah. Wow. So you had you had half hour single cams, no laugh track. Um, that existed. Right. That kind of feel. Were those al- funny? Uh, ish w- wonder years was funny doogie was supposed to be funny-ish but Doogie, okay. you know doogie was um doogie the, was a bochco bochco so it had that kind of bochco yeah vibe right right where like there were stakes every episode right but um they kind of existed these single cams this is uh freaking geeks is a, is a different animal for, for sure. sure yeah yeah you know, yeah Ali McBeal was on the air at yep. this point too it's which true. Really? again is a different animal than i think yeah every show that's ever been on TV, as is this. The one thing I think we have kind of put out here in the last few episodes is nothing like this kind of preceded it with the exception maybe of My So-Called Life, but like very, uh, you know, very much on paper. And there's been nothing since that uh, really is like this with the possible exception of Undeclared, which really shouldn't count. So – Yeah, it's –
3: I mean I think that it's – I think I think what you're saying is absolutely valid, and I'm I'm not suggesting that it isn't. I, I think that the show is weird. It is a weird animal. I love the weirdness of it. Um, I think I think that's what makes it such a rare snowflake of a television show. Um, but I also do find myself sometimes kind of getting my hackles up a little bit about you know if it's. Forcing a, a certain plot line to go a certain way or looking for a pad ending or a bow on on certain things that I don't necessarily think it needs to have. um you know we talked a little bit with with David Iverson about sort of the the weird kind of esoteric endings that a lot of these shows have where where an episode just ends and you're just like, okay, that's kind of jarring and strange. It just it I think it's a show that pushing boundaries. I think it was clear pretty early on that NBC didn't have any faith in it, so they, they just sort of counted every day as a, you know, as a gift. Right, yeah. And they, you know, in particular, you know, you had the, the um, ambiguous genitalia, which that when Ken starts dating, uh, he dates a girl with ambiguous genitalia at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in a, certain, in a certain way, they were thumbing their nose at the network and saying, like, You're, we're going to do whatever the fuck we want, um, which makes for a messy show. Uh, I don't necessarily know that that's a ding against it from my personal perspective, but I can understand how it might it might be for some.
1: I think that you know, kind of going back to Bart's point about this is for me, this is not for anybody else type thing. Yeah, this show to me is very the opposite of flashy. Sure. If that, if, the, if what's the word? Like it's, it's it's subtle. No, I don't mean subtle because that that's that's it is subtle, but that's not really what I am getting okay. at. Like most shows that pop and that kind of remain in the public consciousness are flashy in one way or another. Like we were talking to David about Pen Fifteen. Pen Fifteen's a flashy show. Pen Fifteen mm-hmm. is a big fucking Noisy. gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think like uh, an Arrested Development's a flashy show. Breaking Bad, Sopranos. Most major shows in in kind of our collective memory are pretty flashy. This show is not mm-hmm. the only flashy thing about this to me in the moment is the period because you hadn't really done period in the 80s at that time and in retrospect it's the cast obviously so to that end it is kind of hard for me to to reconcile its outsized place in our collective memory with the fact that these are pretty middle of the road stories expertly told if that makes sense you know
0: yeah I mean, well, yes, yes. I mean, it's a low-stakes and show. And I think the yeah.
1: Wonder Years, and, and it doesn't have to be. Like, you know, we love Glee and Friday Night Lights, which are like low-stakes shows, except they're not. They're yeah, presented man. as very high-stakes shows. And I've always loved that about high school shows that, mm-hmm. you know, every day it is feels like the end, like of, the of, end of the world. Yeah. Every day could be the end of your life, right? That's not what this feels like. This is like slice of life. And, uh, you know, Wonder Years is probably the closest comp, but even Wonder Years feels a lot flashier mm-hmm. than this. So that's the one thing that, you know, in terms of, um, does this hold up? Alan Seppenwald said he was showing
0: it to his teenage daughter.
1: I will show this to my kids but I don't think they'll like it.
0: That And I think that is like at the heart of what I'm saying is yeah. that like if you don't have like a connection to this show, like I think that, you know, you could see this show now and sort of appreciate it because it's really well done. It's, again, like, you know, it had a big impact on me. I think it's certainly a great show. I just, you know, like, I think like the timelessness of something might end up just being sort of arbitrary. And uh, for whatever reason, as Mm -hmm. like a technology has changed, as the way television has changed, Mm -hmm. I think that this doesn't hold up. I mean, it could have sort of like that, like a second life thing, like a show that I was thinking about for some reason with this, uh, was the honeymooners, which uh, was a show that I loved Mm -hmm. in my like late teens, but I didn't love it the way that somebody who was like watching it sort of at the right time, uh, loved it. like it was this like lost sort of time thing, it was this sure. classic thing. So I mean, it could like it could be something like that. But yeah, I just don't think that you're going to watch it now.
1: It might be more of a movie thing than a TV thing. But there are some movies that are about youth culture that a generation older than us revere. Yep. Um, specifically, or younger than us too. Well, but let me talk oh, about the ones yeah. old. Spe- specifically, movies like American Graffiti and Last Picture Show, which are both which are both period from the time right so those movies are made I think American Graffiti was made in uh, late 70s and it's about the 50s last picture show I think it's made in the late 60s about the mid 50s something like that I believe that's true and uh, I've watched both those movies and I can respect both those movies and neither of those movies speak to me at any level other than like um,
0: really I love American Graffiti I don't it's weird that I've never seen it but I hate it No, it's like, classic bar. No, I mean like. <laughs> Is it? I, I mean like. That's no. so cool. No, it, 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 it's fair. It's like, fair. I thought that was my lane, right? <laughs> no, and I mean like I guess like to uh, to my credit, um, I'm really the only person that credits myself. But but to but wrong again. Like Ken I doesn't. like. Yeah, like I could see – like if I watched it, I might like decide a 10 minutes in like it's the greatest movie ever. Sure. But like for some reason, I just have this like – I get, I mean – It's like – yeah, just like antagonism towards that movie. I, like I feel like – and I, I don't even know who but like I feel like the wrong people brought it up to me at the wrong time and I'm just like, just get out of here with this. Sure. <laughs> I, I mean I think that – I think what you're saying is true though. I do think that there's a
3: generational thing and I would I agree with you as well that I think that is this show going to stand the test of time? Uh, I think so far it has pretty well but I would agree that I don't know what a generation after us sees in this show it's possible that further down the road it'll become such a relic quote- unquote that I could see Who knows, people though. go sure I think the careers that have blossomed off of this show might make people go back and give it you know a, an appraisal of some sort um, it, it's it's a pretty amazing petri dish of, of talent so in that regard it's it might be worth watching
1: but you know I think if we were taking bets in 2000 mm-hmm. which show would be more popular today Seinfeld of Friends? I think we all would have at Seinfeld, sure. And Seinfeld's popular. Yeah, yeah, don't get me don't get me wrong. It's but no friends, friends is that. the most fucking popular show on television in 2019. Is
0: it? Uh, I, mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, yeah. no, I, I mean, like, on Netflix, Friends on Netflix. in the Office. Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, isn't uh, Seinfeld still on like 15 times a day totally. on on, a broadcast? It's on Hulu as well? Totally. Okay. But
1: the younger generation, people in their 20s, are watching Friends in The Office,
0: and so that's not really happening with. They're gonna get to watch Seinfeld and realize how much better it is. (laughs) No, it's true. Seinfeld—that's that's
1: that's the right order to see them. it's true. It's right. But um, (laughs) which is how they did it on Must See TV. But um, all I'm trying to say is like, it's possible Freaks and Geeks might be something that people do because Friends is like you know Seinfeld is a little more sophisticated than Friends. Um, I, think
3: I think it's a lot more sophisticated. That's what I'm and getting. I, at. I don't mean that. That's what I'm
1: getting at. <laughs> it, it's hard to know exactly what people are going to latch to because yes. I really would have thought that Friends would go away. Multicams have gone away. It's not a revolutionary format. There's nothing revolutionary about the jokes, yeah. and it has not. It is like yeah. it has crystallized. Yeah. And maybe Freaks and Geeks. Not that it's like Friends or whatever, but it it does have this. Trapped in e- trapped in Ember kind of quality to me, but maybe that is what people will be into once it finds its way to uh, Netflix. I think there's also something to be said for
3: <clears throat> shows that don't challenge you. Um, I, I think that Do you think this doesn't challenge or does challenge. I believe it does challenge you, uh, as I believe Seinfeld challenges you more than Friends does, and I, and and that's not a knock against them. But I think that there is. I think
1: this seems like a show that doesn't challenge you, though. I, it's not a hard watch. Um.
3: Me, I think it's I think it's I think it's challenging might be the wrong word, but I, I think you know what I mean in the sense that it doesn't conform to to, to a lot of it does from time to time and certain storylines, as I mentioned, felt like mandates. But for the most part, I felt like this show was trying to break some sort of molds. Um I think that Seinfeld was also a a a groundbreaking show. Um So it's it's interesting to think about sort of how these shows will age i mean i think that the sopranos is a challenging show but the sopranos you know is arguably one of the best shows that's ever been made you know who's on the other side of that argument <laughs> i i love the sopranos it's not my favorite show
1: but uh if it's, it's a, not if it's not your favorite show okay <laughs> the, <laughs> no that's, that's kind of how i feel about we're it we're gonna have you back on for the sopranos part the, and we can you, you can fight about
3: the legitimacy the, of the sopranos if the
1: sopranos isn't your favorite show yes then you don't really love The Sopranos. <laughs> That's how I feel about I Mad Men too. I don't, I don't do like I, I feel that about Mad Men and The Sopranos. If you, I love both those shows. Yeah, if they're not like pure hundreds for you or ninety nine in the case are. of our show, then you don't love them. But you I, do. No, no. I,
3: I. They both of the two shows you've mentioned are, are easily in my top ten, probably top five shows ever. I'm not saying I don't love The Sopranos. Right. I'm saying that it's not my favorite you show. Literally with the you literally just
1: said you don't love The Sopranos. No, no I, don't, I don't love it as much as you love it. Is the point pure pure ninety nine. Uh, okay, I,
3: I'm not going to get a semantic argument with you as to how the love, you know, of whatever it matters. My, my, <laughs> my point is more about the fact that, like, I think that that there are shows that are challenging that people love and there are shows that are not that people love. You love Friends. Love I love Friends. I, I, I think Friends is a great show. I understand why that show goes down so easy. I understand why people watch it every night on TBS or whatever or watch it on, on Netflix. I understand it. Um, but I also understand someone that just doesn't want that in their life. I think this show is, is – it's on a, a, on a pedestal because it, it was short-lived, because it only had 18 episodes, because of the tremendous cast and crew and people that were involved in it. It is it – is, their careers have made this thing look that much more amazing in hindsight. Um, but I, I don't think that, that should be held against if it. People no, don't
1: sure. watch, if yeah. people don't – so I think and this is a really interesting kind of discussion you've brought us to, Bart. <laughs> if people don't <laughs> watch this show – I think they won't be watching it. I mean if people give the show a shot and decide not to watch it, I think it's going to be because it's not enough. Whereas a not show like – no, or- no, 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 no. Not enough stimulation. Oh, OK. okay yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And yeah. whereas it, Take well, a Arrested Development, which is the exact opposite, where if people watch that show and they're not into it. It's because it's too much. Yeah. Um, you know, and there are a lot of shows that, like, are, you know, kind of fall, Like, I think Seinfeld could be considered too much for someone. I think, like, a show like BoJack could be considered too much. And I think, you Rick know, Rick and but, Morty. Rick and Morty, definitely. Is too, community. Like, some of these shows are too much. And then there are some shows that are amazing shows like The Americans, which I think people drop out because it's not enough. You know, or Mad Men, because it's not enough. So I think Freaks and Geeks falls in that. And those are the shows that I'm a little more hesitant to I get that. recommend to people. There's there's a there is
3: a there is a muted quality to these shows that you're that you're referring to. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I think that you I, have to work I, a little. You have got to work for it. Yeah. I mean, there are people that um, you know, I just recently did a, a rewatch of Deadwood of the entire series up to the Not movie. enough. There's some people sure. that that show requires such an attention because you have – I mean the dialogue and the, the density of what's going on in it, it's it's beautiful. It's unbelievable. But you cannot second screen that show. You cannot no. be on
0: your phone right, yeah. and watch Deadwood. Well, and like I mean I think that's a good way to break it down of the uh, not enough and too much. And I think that one thing that Freaks and Geeks does not have that like uh, a Mad Men and uh, a Deadwood have is this sort of like, this sort of like tonal mm-hmm. profundity yeah. thing that like runs through like – like I mean, which could be uh, like a plus or minus, you Depending know. On how you look yeah, at, but, yeah, but but yeah. like so that like there won't be as much like pressure to engage with freaks and geeks mm-hmm. the way uh, 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 that there is for like a Mad Men or. Hundred percent. I think that I, I think that that there is a there's kind of a deceptive
3: simplicity to freaks and geeks yeah. that mm-hmm. I that that people could interpret as not enough, quote unquote. Yeah. So I get that. Um. Well, this was great oh i think we're really that was we're, we're really cooking we're really now. getting now they, into it now <laughs>
2: no.
3: <laughs> um well bart you're gonna come back for mystery alaska right i mean i hope so so we can yeah. do, a, yeah. do, a, do a real sports movie so i can and it's a sport I'm, i actually care about guys yeah so, yeah and, and that's, a that's sport
1: something. i don't pr- pretend to <laughs> <laughs> look at this! Look perfect. Look what I'm wearing right now. He's wearing a Mighty Ducks shirt, guys. Not Mighty Ducks Disney movie. A Paul no, Kriya Mighty Ducks Duck shirt. shirt. Yeah, uh, right. uh, that
3: was a uh, Stanley Cup winning. Uh, so as I said, yeah. I pretend to care about this. Um, but yeah, we're gonna, we look forward to that. And yeah, are going uh, to come the uh, show. Thanks House? for having me this time. Yeah, oh, so and awesome. I, I, I look forward to coming back. Yeah, this was fun. awesome. Thank Thank you thanks so much. much. You're not. You don't have any social media presence, right? That we no. should be plugging. No, I don't. Uh, Kenny is at Nybart on uh, on Twitter. Uh, I am at PMSGov on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Podcast Like 1999 on Instagram and Twitter. Please rate, review, subscribe. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, episode 106. Thanks for listening. Podcast Like it. Just
0: podcast like it. Podcast like it. 1999. Podcast like it. You want to